Welcome to the Tin Lounge. You've stumbled on one of our short episodes called The Mini Bar, where we discuss a current relevant topic pertaining to the travel industry. I'm Teresa, owner of Get Out Custom Travels and creator of Fan With Intention. And I'm Corrine, creator of Travel Biz Boss and co-owner of Journey's Travel Company. We won't let you leave without some excess baggage, so stay with us until the end. So this is super weird because we are both in the same place, on the same property, in different rooms, and we have yet to see each other in real life. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, just so you know, like the Tin Lounge is our priority, so we (laughs) wanted to record before we actually took the time to see each other. (laughs) Yes, our schedules are absolute madness over the next couple of days. I mentioned last week that we are both speakers at the Future Leaders in Travel Retreat, so it's so exciting. I'm going to force a hug on Teresa as soon as I see her. So she's probably trying to delay that as long as possible. (laughs) Maybe that was my subconscious. (laughs) I'm just kidding, but I'm afraid if we stick with a fist bump, I'll break your hand because that is how strongly I feel about seeing you. It's like a Hulk fist bump. All right. Well, before we jump into our discussion this week, we wanted to give a shout out to our podcast network, Trav Market Media. Head on over to TravMarketMedia.com where you can find other amazing podcasts to grow and build your business. So this roller coaster ride that we've been on (sighs) is still going on. Like the track seems to have an end that is not in sight yet. We know Mm -hmm. the ride's going to end but it seems like we've added a bit more track. Yes, I'm sure you've all heard by now that the EU has dropped the US from the, what do they call it? The list of COVID safe countries for travel. Yeah, this article by uh, Reuters, it states that the European Union governments agreed on Monday, today when we're recording, to remove the United States from the EU's safe travel list, meaning U.S. visitors and those from five other countries are likely to face tighter controls such as COVID-19 tests and quarantines. So, you know, in reading this, I've read a bunch of different articles and they generally say similar things, but there are some sources that point to the fact that, you know, this might only be applicable to unvaccinated travelers. Right. But the key, the key thing is, this is going to be country specific. It's not the yeah. entire EU block. It's country specific. If we didn't have enough stuff to worry about already, we have to think about you know which country is going to be accepting of our clients and knowing that that could change at any time. Yep. So we all have to be ready to quickly research just this week my team at Journeys discussed adding a question about vaccination status to our inquiry form. We have to, right? At this point, yeah, the only do. way that we can advise on destinations is to know the, the vaccination status. And it's just, just some more work for us. And I think right now what we're probably going to be fielding are a lot of questions that we can't answer quite yet. (laughs) Like I know my Italy, I have a couple who's supposed to go to Italy in October. I'm sure I probably have an email in my box right now, but I just got off a plane Um, and I'm not going to be able to tell them yet. But I think people are 
probably primed and and ready for that answer at this point. Like I'm going to be all over it. I'll definitely keep you posted, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know right now. And I don't know whether vaccination will make the difference or not at this point. Yeah. I mean, I guess part of me is hoping that it will, but you know, until countries come out with specifics with this new information, like until they come out with their own country specific rules we really don't won't know and it's this article mentions as do many others that there are a couple of factors here of course the um 450 per million cases the week of august 28th was a factor but there's a lot of speculation about the lack of reciprocity that might be coming into play here as well because the u.s is not allowing travelers from europe to enter here, there, we're in Mexico right now. <laughs> um, so it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. And by interesting, I mean a nightmare. <laughs> we'll stick with interesting. How about that? <laughs> we, we have gotten this far. We will continue to get through it. You know, yes. I, I've said a few times, I have no emotional attachment to any of my bookings at this point, because I know that they could happen or not. And yeah. so if, I hate the saying it is what it is, but it, it's pretty. It is what it is. Applicable so. here. <laughs> <laughs> let's go into some happier news, huh? Yeah, let's do that. So there is an article in Travel Pulse. We actually found a similar one in Recommend Magazine, but it, the title is 75% of Americans would choose travel advisors over computers, a survey finds. So there was a nationwide survey and it showed that approximately three out of four Americans would prefer working with a living, breathing human to access travel information that's not available online, 75%, discover new travel recommendations, 71%, or request a flight upgrade or hotel welcome amenity, 73%, as opposed to using a computer. I... Actually, during my intro for the session I'll be leading tomorrow, I start with talking about how, you know, the last year and a half has been, I think we can all agree, the worst situation the travel industry has ever faced. But I think we can also all agree that it has opened people's eyes to the advantages and necessity of using a travel advisor. So I look at the future as nothing but opportunity at this point. So as awful as this has been, I feel like the appreciation and the respect for our profession is higher than it's ever been in my 15 years in the industry. So it's nice to see that in black and white in the survey that validates my opinions. (laughs) (laughs) I love having my opinions validated. We just needed one catastrophic world event for us to gain respect. (laughs) And don't get me wrong, I would not, I would not agree to this if I could go back in time and decide. Um, But if there's a silver lining, that's definitely it. Yeah. And this article gives a breakdown of the percentages amongst the different generations from like Gen Z all the way up to baby boomers. And one of the quotes here I really loved, um, it's J.D. O'Hara. He's CEO of Internova Travel Group. And he um, is quoted as saying, many expect the younger generations, especially the digitally native Gen Z, would prefer to book trips online themselves. 
However, that's not the case, as we are seeing more and more people seeking the guidance of a travel advisor in these very difficult or very different travel times. So I have always said that my clients have been busy professionals, like Mm -hmm. millennials, Gen X, and now that Gen Z is growing up and getting jobs and all that stuff, and they're they're slowly trickling into my client base. So, you know, it's something where I feel like it's a shift in priorities for advisors and suppliers. When I first started in the industry, everyone was catering to baby boomers, retirees, empty nesters, and I was beat over the head with this is the you know the clientele you need to be yeah. marketing to. And I just could not connect with them. And so that's why just organically, my clientele has just been millennials as I knew how to speak to them. So I'm so happy to see that that's where things are progressing to because, you know, millennials are adults. (laughs) We're not children anymore. (laughs) And I know a lot of baby boomers think that. We still get some more vacations. We don't. So Gen Z thinks um, you're old. So yeah, Gen Z thinks we're old. Gosh, millennials just can't catch a break. I will say that the the survey does show basically like the older the people are, the more likely they are to work with a travel professional or an advisor and the more likely they are to have already done so. However, the growth in the millennial and Gen Z, I don't want to use the word sector, but that's all I can come up with, um, (laughs) seems to be heading in the right direction. And Mm -hmm. I think that the, the combination of peace of mind, someone having your back, knowing who to call in an emergency with saving time on all of the minutia is really being appreciated now. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, I... And looking forward to seeing where it goes. Uh, I can't say that I'm excited about anything because I just don't want to be disappointed, Um, whether that's like travel related or, you know, like I've got restaurant reservations, but no, they're going to close. I don't know. I just feel like it's hard for me to want to get excited. (laughs) Like I want to get excited. Don't get me wrong. I just like don't know if I'll like let myself. We're in a weird spot right now. That's for sure. Our last article is from the organizers of the Future Leaders in Travel Retreat, Mm -hmm. Travel Age West, and this article by Emma Weissman. It's titled Gen X, Millennial, or Gen Z? New Insights on Generational Travel Differences. And the question is, where are Gen Z clients most looking to go? How about their parents, mostly members of Generation X? And how much are travelers in different generations willing to spend? Well, first of all, she's going to get it from me because she has referred to millennials and Gen X as older groups. So when I see her, it's going to be a throwdown. <laughs> I mean, it's older compared to Gen Z. <laughs> the, it'll be the first time I meet her in person and I'm going to give her a mouthful. Just kidding. Um <laughs> She is too sweet for you to I do know. that. You'll see her I and know, you'll be I like, oh, oh, never mind. <laughs> definitely, most definitely. So unsurprisingly, the article says that members of Gen Z are the most adventurous travelers. So it says the majority of survey respondents across all three groups have travel on the brain and are currently planning vacations. But Gen Z is looking far beyond their own backyards. 
Over half of them are looking at international trips, which is different because, as she mentions, older groups are looking more domestic. Uh, But they are favoring destinations like Paris, Dubai, San Juan, uh, and Greece. So, but then also the experiences they're seeking out are more adventurous, like bioluminescent bay boating, hot springs tours, desert safaris, volcanic island cruises, and meet the locals offerings. That's where I really connect with the younger generations, because that's the kind of stuff I really love to do. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, when I read, like, they're more adventurous and want to do, like, all those adventure physical things. I'm like, that's because their body still works. <laughs> like, you're, they're not on, like, a catamaran in Santorini, and then the next day they're like, oh, my God, like, <laughs> everything is sore. <laughs> my spine. <laughs> my spine. <laughs> well, for domestic travel, I mean, I can just picture just reading this, like, Kareen, you and I are going to be in walkers with tennis balls on, on like, the walkers, like, soon. That's right. Yeah, scooting across the national parks and the little walkers and just whatever it takes. travel. Yeah. I always <laughs> joke about um, when you go to, like, there's some places I've been in northern Spain where the church is at the top of the hill. And it is so steep. But you'll see these little groups of tiny little old ladies walking together like little mountain goats up the street. <laughs> it's what you it's what you're used to. I am now a lot more used to climbing and hills. You know, I lived in Orlando mm-hmm. for thirty six years and it was so flat, but it doesn't take long to get used to a new terrain. But the older you are, the longer it takes. Yeah, they have to start leaving for church like an hour early. <laughs> get up that hill. But they do it. <laughs> One other point that uh, is emphasized in this article is that safety is a top concern Mm -hmm. for all. Despite Gen Z's adventurous spirit, members of this group agree with the other two generations that there is still cause for concern when it comes to travel. Um, And they are, let's see. I mean, it just says safety. And I don't really know if it's safety regarding, I mean, I'm guessing it's COVID safety. Right. I think that's the hot topic for sure. Yeah. Um, so other top priorities include flexible cancellation plans. I mean. Yeah. And we keep seeing that in surveys. That flexibility is huge. Um, amenities at hotels because that's missing. And honestly, I just was checking in at the resort we're at, which is the Hilton Playa del Carmen. And I've barely seen any of it, but it seems pretty cool. And I love the location. I'm super excited to venture out onto the streets. But um, I I overheard two guests at the desk just tearing them apart because of the lack of activities and things that they were expecting. And of course, the front desk staff is saying, you know, we have some cutbacks due to COVID and they're just not hearing it. And I was just sitting there like under my mask with my cringe face on. Um, (laughs) And then a lady wanted late checkout and that didn't go well. It was crazy. Guys, like (laughs) seriously, I tell all my clients and people who are looking to travel, if, if you're not willing to be flexible with different service levels, don't go anywhere because this is going to be the case, whether you're in the U S or you're here in Mexico or anywhere, there's going to be a lot of cutbacks. 
there is not going to be daily room service. I mean, I don't, I honestly was kind of glad that there was not daily room service so I could make my room like as messy as needed. Cause when you're in a rush to get to your next meeting or like early in the morning, we had a 7am site inspection this morning, by the way, nice. I was like rushing and like throwing clothes around. And um, so it was kind of nice not to, I mean, it was nice to know no one was going to come into my room to clean my room and potentially judge. So I will tell you this. I, I don't know what's going on in the world that hotels seem to think it's acceptable to only put decaf in the rooms. But if I was going to be inappropriately rude <laughs> to the rent desk, which I'm not, but if I was, I'm like, you're pushing me. You're pushing me with this decaf. What's the point? <laughs> Seriously, what is the point? No, no, no. I think it's just you. They looked at your profile and they're like, she's a bit too feisty, decaf only. She's she's a bit Let's much. Guess. She's a bit much like that TikTok trend. I think people might yeah. say I'm a bit much. <laughs> uh, but it's a weird trend that keeps happening to me. And thank goodness I always check now because if I woke up in the morning and then realized there was only decaf. Is there decaf in your room? That's what no? I'm saying. That's all there is. Oh, I'm going to check mine later on after this. Because I know you're not using that coffee pot. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. But in speaking about trends, this is not one of the articles we put up. Today, during our morning general session, we had one of the most interesting presentations in terms of market trends for quote unquote emerging travelers from a marketing company, like a market research company for the travel industry. It's MMGY Global. And the presenter was Danny Guerrero. And he presented these numbers and this data about where consumers in America are headed, especially travelers. Everything from, you know, diversity, background, LGBT, race, you know, all that stuff, as well as people's um, opinions towards environmentalism and sustainability, they gave the most interesting numbers. And I think if you go to their website, they will have these studies available to you and they provide travel market travel marketing research to airlines, hotels, mm. um, tourism boards, so they know how to create their marketing campaigns. And the takeaway is that the American consumer is changing, but a lot of these travel companies are not considering that when it comes to their marketing plan. And so he said he was talking to a lot of um, tourism boards in countries in South America, for example, and they're like, hey, this is what we're seeing in terms of American consumers. You need to be more inclusive in your marketing, you know, all these things if you really want a good ROI. And a lot of the tourism boards are like, we don't have that issue here. Like we don't have, you know, a race issue or like an LGBTQ issue. And the company is like, okay, we're just providing you this data. Cause if you're going to market to American consumers, you have to understand mm -hmm. that the demographics are changing. So you can't use your old marketing style for the emerging traveler. And Millennials, Gen Zs, and Gen Xers are heavily um, 
they're heavily swayed by things like sustainability or feeling safe in a destination or feeling, um, you know, like the marketing materials, they can see themselves in their marketing materials. It's like a lot more emotional. Yeah. It's like you can have a deeper connection. Like just imagine, um, you know, having movies and shows come out with stories about people who you can connect with because they either look like you or they're from the same background as you, all these things. And if you can relate that to your marketing materials, like you're more likely to have people of diverse backgrounds going, oh my God, I would really love to visit that particular country because people who are like me are going there. So it could be age, it could be any kind of demographic, but that was so interesting to see those numbers um, and to see where travel's headed. Awesome. I'm sorry, I missed that. <laughs> yeah, it was. I was awake and it was early. I had been up super early and I was like, oh my God, this is an amazing presentation. I love that. I will add just one more thing from this article because it goes back to the second one we were discussing. It ends by saying millennials spend more on travel. So yes, that was what triggered it. That was what triggered my my um, story about the presentation because they did mention that millennials are willing to spend more and Gen Z, they're willing to spend more on companies that have good like sustainability practices, for example. Like if you're saying like between company A and company B, this company, you know, they prioritize operating with renewable energy or whatever it is that they do, or they give back more and they only work with local communities, but it costs like $500 more. Millennials and Gen Zers are more willing to pay that extra to know that while they're traveling, they can feel good about the way they travel. So I love hearing that. <laughs> Me too. When I, you know, used to do a lot of volunteer work with the human rights campaign, uh, we would do a lot of fundraising, of course. And they'd always say, if you want to know what someone really believes in, look at their checkbook, which I think we should really change to bank statement. because Nobody has a checkbook anymore, but it's true. And I, and I think it's especially true for the younger generation. So we always have to keep that in mind. Yes. But I just wanted to point it out because you proved them all wrong. Everyone who said that you needed to go for the older generation, that that was your target market, you knew better and you were right. You are also getting validated today. Yeah, I got validated. I won't tell them I told you, I told you so, but I'm feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so should we dive into some excess baggage? Oh, yeah. All right, it's time for excess baggage, which is a speed round of headlines that are pretty self explanatory, so you can learn a lot in just a couple of minutes. According to Travel Market Report, the CDC has recommended those who remain unvaccinated avoid traveling during the upcoming Labor Day weekend. They also report that tourists visiting Honolulu will face new hurdles during their stay, like proof of vaccination or a negative test taken within 48 hours to enter establishments beginning September 13th. Travel Weekly reports that Italy has come out as the first European Union country to significantly tighten its protocols around U.S. inbound travel following the EU's decision to remove the U.S. from its safe travel list. Another article from them says that on August 28th, Alma Waterways Alma Siena finally received its champagne bath one year after it was built. The christening ceremony, delayed by the pandemic, took place in Germany, with World Travel Holdings executive Debbie Fiorino serving as godmother. 
According to Travel Agent Central, Colombia's cruise season has officially begun with the first cruise docking at the Port of Cartagena on August 24th. Already, 33 cruise lines are projected to arrive in the Greater Caribbean region, 26 in Cartagena and 7 in Santa Marta, representing 57% recovery of the calls the country had for the 2019 season. One more article from them reports that several cruise lines, including Princess Cruises and Holland America Line, have canceled their 2022 world cruises, and that Atlas Ocean Voyages became the latest cruise line to require all guests be fully vaccinated at least 14 days prior to sailing. A headline from Travel Pulse says, Puerto Vallarta is ready to host visitors following Hurricane Nora. Like Mexico's Riviera Nayarit region as a whole, Puerto Vallarta remains open for business in the wake of Hurricane Nora this past weekend. Our good news today is also from Travel Pulse. Anguilla has lifted quarantine requirements for international leisure travel visitors, excuse me, staying at hotels or villas regardless of their length of stay. And that's it for Excess Baggage. Just as a reminder, all our articles are referenced in the show notes. Please remember that we didn't write the news, we're just sharing it. If you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and or share the show. Also, head on over to our Facebook and Instagram pages, which are both under the Tin Lounge. We'll link them in the show notes. Do you have any questions, comments, or just want to say hello? Please shoot us a DM or email us at hello at the See you guys next week. Bye. Maybe. Yes. I'm going to see you <laughs> shortly. Yeah. <laughs> Like we do it, like we do it, like we do it, like we do it.